0: Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello friends and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. So, Leading up to the end of the 365 days of the Stories That Shape Us podcast, I'm talking about attachment, relationships, mother and daughter, father-son, father-daughter, that kind of relationships. And one of the, the most frequently asked questions that I have, e- even though I work with all kinds of trauma, is around connection. And even though it's not framed that way, people don't say, Joanna, how do I connect? The questions I get around is how about how to manage behavior mostly and when I listen to the behavior management questions, I know that the root of it is connection. Um, and there's so, so often that we can't see that the root of it is there's so many things that is a bid for connection, but because we don't know and we can't see the signals, we miss them. And so those bids for connection are put down to uh, behavior and it's bad behavior or behavior that needs management or discipline or, you know, things like that. And it's just a bid for connection. Um, but sometimes connection can be uncomfortable for us, especially when we've not had healthy connection ourselves, when we've not had healthy relationships ourselves. Connection can be difficult. Now, you know, on the face of it, sometimes we're not all from homes where there is beatings and, and um, all of those kind of things happening. You may never been physically abused, but you may never been touched and hugged and cuddled either. And so either one is going to bring the same, it's, it's the same thing at the other extreme. And so either one is going to result in the same thing where you are going to struggle with connection. So connection is not pushing to achieve academically. Connection is not buying clothes and shoes and having a home. Connection's not those things. Those things are important and they're vital. But that's not connection. Connection is sitting and listening. Connection is hearing a need and meeting it. Connection is a space to express feelings. Connection is saying I'm sad and being able to get a hug and not told that you shouldn't be sad. Connection is being angry and, and being heard. Connection is gentleness and softness. Connection is a calm tone even when you're being told off. Connection is soft eyes and, and smiles and gentleness and forgiveness and repair and uh, play and, you know, playtime. Connection is, those are the things that, are, that builds connection. And when we work hard at it, we can achieve it. So when I get the question from mothers mostly, that are wondering how do I connect? How do I and as I said, the question is not asked that way. How do I how do I manage my teen son? How do I manage my teen daughter? They're not listening to me anymore. They are not they are not doing the things that they're supposed to do. How do I do it? And and what I hear is, how do I connect? If you are that girl. Or you are that boy, man, woman now, and you know that you yearn for connection and you didn't get it. And once again, you might not know that the thing that you're yearning for is connection or was connection, but you didn't get it. It's not because that's anything that you've done. It's because your parents didn't know how to give it. So how do we break that cycle? What are the things that we do to break that cycle? to make sure that connection happens. So I grew up in a home where there was a lot of laughter. There was there was sadness too, that we never talked about and we overlooked. But we laughed a lot in my house. We play games together and we still do a lot of laughter, to, laughing together. And, and we don't play games now because we're, we're all different places, in, in different, we're scattered over four different countries. But we do still laugh a lot and we do still talk a lot so there was a lot of laughter in our home but we never talked about feelings we never talked about how we felt and the whole space for each other we're learning how to do that now and we do that now regularly i talked about being on the phone with my sibling for 2 hours the other day doing that so we do it now but i never had i never had that space to take my sadness and said i'm sad and and anybody heard me i think my parents were just too busy and they didn't know that. They didn't have the skills to listen to my sadness. So how do I break that cycle? How do I break that generational cycle around connection and deep attachment? And not only hearing the good stuff, but can hear everything. So I listen. I look. I notice My, my, my daughter is a, she's not naturally, she won't, she will take her time to come and talk because I can see it. Maybe occupational hazard, I can see it. And I'll see that something is wrong. And I'll say, what's Are you okay? She'll say, yes, I'll say, but you look sad. I can see it in your eyes. I see it in your body. Tell me what's happening. And she, but I don't push. I let her decide when she wants to come and talk. And usually it, you need a couple of hours to, to listen and to listen and to listen and to listen again and to listen some more and to ask questions and to hold and to hug and to, you know, and sometimes for her, it's just she just wants to come and lie with you in the chair and just put her head on your lap or put her head on your shoulder and cuddle. And for her, I can feel her being filled up and that's connection. And just to be available, to be available for that is, is um, fills me up. And also identifying her, how she receives love and her love language. And she's a beautiful cook. She loves to cook. Her salads are amazing. And so when she makes a salad for me and I am enjoying it and I say, thank you, this is beautiful. And I give her compliments and words of encouragement. She absolutely thrives on those and I, can, and I can see it. And those are the ways that I gently work. A connection is, is so important to me because I see the benefits of it. And we know that when children are given a secure foundation, that's this place from which they, do, they can explore the world. They can do anything. And so I look and I notice. And two, two of the children... They they all they all will come for their conversations. What two in particular will you when they read it, when they're ready to talk be available because it's going to be a long one and and you need to, going to go you're you're gonna need to listen and my son's reading a book my youngest is reading a book and he wanted to tell me about it today and I was working while he was telling me and I was editing and I thought stop 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 edit and listen but I thought if I don't if I don't edit then. But I, so I make sure I do I do lots of eye contact and I ask questions and the questions are relevant so he knows that I'm listening to him and I'm wondering and I'm and I'm you know summarizing what he's saying and I'm checking in to make sure that he so he knows that I'm following the conversation he knows that I'm hearing him he knows that I'm present as present as I can be despite having this other thing that I have to do and and to finish in, within the time and I again I can feel him being filled up because to, he's being heard. And there were parts of it when I want to die with laughter, but I couldn't, you know, you can't. But those are some of the ways to break generational cycles when it comes to connection. If you are trying to parent or just trying to do life and you never had that, I want you to know that attachment injuries can heal. And I want you to notice in your life the people that are around you that offer you that. Who are the people that that are gentle with you? Who are the people that listens to you? Who are the people that gives you hugs and cuddles? Who are the people, if you're a huggy person, some people aren't, mostly because we're not used to it. But who are the people that are kind? Who are the people that go the extra mile? Who are the people that do those things for you? Lean harder, that means spend more time with those people and pay close attention to how they love you and to enjoy the way they love you. Because sometimes when we're not used to it, it's very difficult to allow other people in to love us. So spend time with those people and allow them to love you and allow them to allow their love to go into the places in your heart that is sad and broken. Allow their love to go into the places of your heart that, never, that was never touched by love. Because when we've never had it, sometimes we'll close off those places in our hearts and not allow anybody access. So allow the people around you that want to love you to love you. And those are some of the ways to break it for yourself as well. So you might not be parenting, you might not have children, but you deserve to be loved. So allow other people's loves. You love the love of your partner, your friends, um, a, a, an elderly relative, somebody at church, somebody at your workplace, somebody, you know, just in your community, your neighbor. Allow people in that they can love you. And allow yourself to relax into the feeling, the feel-good feeling. If you're struggling with abandonment, that you might be hyper-vigilant to the fact that mm, maybe they'll go soon. But why don't you live in the moment and enjoy what they're given, healthy, when it's healthy, and it's, um, when it's healthy love. Allow yourself to fall into it and enjoy it because you're breaking patterns for yourself too. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.